I'm not a dancer myself. I find that hard to believe. Hello, my name is Kira, and this is episode two of Arts Insight, which is a podcast where I chat to artists and creators of arts and culture in South Dublin. Um, this episode is going to be in two parts. In the first part, I'm going to be speaking to Cathy Coughlin. Cathy is a dancer and choreographer who was artist in residence here in Rural Red for, I think, three times. And um, I got to know her through working here. And you'd always see her around the time of the shows that she was doing here in Rural Red, and she'd be like stressed to bits going around. And I was like, what is she actually doing? So it was a great opportunity to kind of sit down and ask what kind of work goes into it behind the scenes, you know, the different like kinds of funding you can get. And like, I'd always gotten on really well with Cathy. She was always like such a nice person to have around. There was even one day where, I think I was asking one of um, the staff's kids, could I do a French plait in her hair? And Cathy was like, do one in my hair. <laughs> so I'd done a French plait in her hair, but I'd never asked her about her work. Um, for the second part of the episode, um, myself and Cathy then were joined by Matt and Jack who um, are both dancers and they worked with Cathy on Dance to Connect, which is an international urban dance festival, which takes place in the Civic. Um, so yeah, for the first bit, this is just Cathy, and then I'll come back and introduce the second bit. anywhere at the moment mm. I'm kind of I've, I took a little bit of time well it's not even time off I did the choreography project with Kush came yeah I was working in, with the Tipperary Dance Festival as well for a bit yeah. but uh, kind of freelancing and I've just put in a load of um, applications I was actually going to ask you about the like the whole process of like funding and stuff because mm -hmm. you've actually gotten a lot of Arts Council kind of bursaries awards, even the dancer in residence, mm -hmm. and like the process of that, because I think for a lot of young artists, it's mm -hmm. quite a daunting kind of yeah. process. You it know? is, yeah. And I was, <clears throat> I mean, I was lucky enough to, when I was working in the Dunamay's Art Centre back in two thousand and ten, there was an an amazing um, outreach officer who was brilliant at, at those applications yeah. and so I did my first couple of applications with her Um actually back in the mid 90s I got two of my yeah, first Yeah I saw that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no I didn't it was a completely different process back then so it was um, we had to do an audition and we had to it was a very kind of fill in your name and your qualifications but I was actually yeah. the youngest person to get an Arts Council Go award on. back then. Yeah, I was only 15 go. when I applied. Jeannie, Matt, 15? Yeah. It's mad. Um, but in terms of writing them myself, um, yeah, that was a process that took me a long time. Yeah. And, you know, when I started, it would take me two, three weeks to kind of get it right and sending it out and getting it sent back and mm. all that kind of stuff. But it is, it's, it's incredibly daunting and especially to people like Matt or any of those guys who, you know, English isn't even yeah, their first language, exactly. you know, and we have so many performers now and artists 
from all over Europe and, you know, those applications look like a mm. uh, PhD to them. I know. You know. But I think people, like you say, like people, like outreach officers and stuff, like that, they are they do seem to be quite open to helping mm-hmm. people because yeah. they know what it's like to go through that Yeah, and process. I've, I've done a lot of that work with Matt and uh, with, yeah. with those guys and just trying to break it down. And mm. But yeah, I mean, it's still... It's not ideal for, specifically for dancers who are often not particularly academic, maybe, or just not that into the written word, to Mm. be honest. Um, But it's something you get better at over time. And uh, yeah, so I've been lucky enough now in the last few years to, to do okay. And what's that, those like funding and awards, what has that enabled you to do? differently than you would have well the bottom line for me is I can't work without those awards you know like I know a lot of artists are in a position where they have to work for free I have children Mm. I can't leave my house without paying for childcare so without funding I can't work you know Um, and it's given me I mean particularly the, the residency here in Rural Red gave me a lot of time to really kind of develop not just the work but those relationships those kind of key relationships with even people like Hugh the the tech manager here where he starts to know my process and he starts to know what that crazy thing I'm asking him to do is going to work out. (laughs) And so those kind of relationships... That's what even I heard him a few times going, oh, Cathy, no, she knows what she's doing. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not that mad. Yeah, it sounds mad to begin with. But um, so, yeah, those key relationships you really need Mm. to build them up around what you're doing and for people to understand the work. And um, yeah, so that's, that's really... The, the most important thing that I got from from the, the mm-hmm. residency here was 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 that kind of support structure. Yeah, and I was looking at last night a DJ saved my life, and I think it's so interesting how it, it kind of obviously I'm not a dancer as I've said, but like it puts such a perspective on it in the same way music can it can deal with such like topical issues. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just tell me a bit about that whole project and how that, that was men. Men movement and mental health, yeah. Um, Well, I had started doing more and more work with groups of men and it was a kind of, not a coincidence, but it was, I had had worked with um, RAID, who are a drugs project in uh, inner city Dublin. Yeah. Um, uh, I was a resident there for two years and they were the majority of those participants were male and we put a piece into Dublin Fringe Festival got a couple of award nominations and it went really well Um, and I just feel like particularly around movement and dance they're men or young young men boys they're a really underserved community when it Mm -hmm. comes to people uh, dancers or dance artists trying to outreach those groups uh, they don't tend to bring come forward let's mm-hmm. say so a lot of dancers end up working with women <clears throat> or with groups of women in the community um, and I just was really interested intrigued by the kind of subject matter that I, that was coming back at me yeah. f- from those from working with those groups of men and mm-hmm. then obviously I was working with Matt as well um, and one of the later productions The Killing Time 
was with yeah. um, Vukshin Nadelkovich, who was a neighbour of mine. And it all just kind of seemed to come together that, you know, this was something I really wanted to explore further. So we invited some international artists who were working with men over from the UK um, and I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, because like when you um, think of as well the dance like kind of scene, you yeah. think... You do think female. Yeah, you do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And we, we don't even have that many professional dance, male dance artists in this yeah. country. They're, the majority of them are female. Um, so I had been working with Eilish Claffey, who was yeah. another um, kind of key person that I worked with throughout all the residencies. And she works in dance and health. That's her main area. Yeah. And she was working up in Tala Hospital, a uh, dancer in residence up there for the last yeah. three years. And so we had started looking at uh, the biopsychosocial um, impact of dance on people generally, but on people with disabilities, people with um, motor neuron diseases and stuff yeah. like that. So there is quite a scientific basis for for dance as a as a model for intervention in those in mm-hmm. those particular um, situations. And you know, you know yourself if you are not feeling great and you go out for a night of dancing or you, you know, there's, yeah. there's something about just mm. moving and not ha- not having to think or take on Absolutely, the world, yeah. you know, mm. that just, it, that immediately has an impact. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of dig a bit deeper into to that in terms of mental health and then in terms of of men and their access points to, to yeah. dance. Not just mental health, taking the whole male approach to it as well because yeah. there is such a there's a stigma around I think a little, not so much anymore do you think but um probably not in this generation um yeah. but for sure like my generation I mean you might see a guy on the dance floor in a club but the chances of him being sober are slim <laughs> yeah, <very laughs> slim. or being anyway kind of good yeah yeah um and then you go back even further and you see um, our culture, even in terms of uh, Irish dance or Shannos dancing, and there's a huge male dance culture then. Yeah. And there's also uh, a similar thing in other cultures, like in Africa, in parts of Asia and parts of the Middle East, there's, like, there's a huge male dance culture and it's something that really brings them together and creates a support network and um, I mean there are war dances and there are dances of celebration and it's something that's brought into every every single culture but for some reason western culture is completely abandoned dance and particularly Mm. the the men in western culture yeah so yeah I just I just kind of wanted to explore that a bit more and did you did you find that you learned a lot from doing that from the day absolutely yeah um, I was just really interested by the different approaches that people were taking, yeah. um, and and in the response that that people had to that event. You know, um, mm. I also think people working with men think that they are the only people working with men, yeah. and then you open it up and you kind of realize, okay, this is actually it's a bit of a movement. You know, yeah. I know you were involved in the one of, with direct provision mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and there's such powerful issues that. Mm. You go in probably thinking you have a fair idea of the way it's going to go. Yeah. 
do you find that you come out of it going, I've actually learnt a lot from this? I wouldn't approach it from the from the perspective of trying to learn more about the topic. I would hope that I would have gone into that project having done my research, yeah, yeah. you know. I've had long conversations with Vukshin about that that process and how, how we wanted to present that piece. And we had worked, um, I'd done a number of interviews <clears throat> with him in the year running up to that. Um, so I was very aware of uh, the sort of sensitive nature, particularly yeah. around his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted it to provoke some reaction. And I mean, after that, that production, people sat in their chairs and they didn't, they didn't get up for a long time, yeah. which was kind of something to, to, to yeah. see, you know. Um, it's quite a shocking piece. Uh, yeah, thought-provoking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and in, in particular, the, the script. Actually, what was really great about that piece was uh, I hadn't worked so much with text before and we wrote a script together, me, myself and Vukshin, and um, it was it was great to see um, the sort of s- switch between people's attention after there's an interview uh, scene in it. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into movement and you, you mm-hmm. see people sort of s- slightly relax <laughs> when, the, when the, the text is over. Yeah. But that text has given them a context for the, for the rest for of the, the piece, you know, yeah. and, and I was, it was, um, it was really great to have the, the, an opportunity to work with, with mm-hmm. that script. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for chatting to me. No worries. Brilliant. I hope I've made some sense. Because you I'm have made lots of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So that was part one and like I said before, part two, um, we were joined then by Matt Sherrick who is dancer in residence here in River Red now from 2019 to 2020. Um, He's a director and curator of Dance to Connect and he's a contemporary slash urban dance artist. Um, Then Jack Bain who's the other co-creator and director of Dance to Connect. I've never interviewed three people at the same time. So I'm like, ah. okay, so introduce yourselves and your MC names. <laughs> MC names. Yeah. Hey, my name is Mateusz Czerek. People call me Matt. I'm a co-creator and co-director of Dance to Connect Festival, a dancer choreographer in Dublin, Ireland, Brilliant. originally from Poland. Nice. That was really well done. Mm. Uh, my name that is Jack Bain. I'm also a co-creator and co-director of Dance to Connect uh, in Manchester, UK. Uh, I'm based now in Dublin, Ireland, uh, performing with Human Collective and happy to be here. Thank you for coming. I'm Cathy Coughlin, a producer for Dance to Connect. Um, dancer, choreographer, producer, yeah. Me. Brilliant. <laughs> so tell me a bit about Dance to Connect then. How did you guys start working together? Um, Which, me and Matt or Matt and Jack? All of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> So yeah. Uh, I commissioned Matt to make a piece in 2016 when I was dancer in residence here. Mm-hmm. So that's when we met and then we kind of just kept working together throughout those two or three residencies. Um, and 
I think at the time Matt was had started creating these kind of festivals in Axis in Ballymun mm-hmm. and had had a previous festival that he had um, uh, created with just a bunch of other artists, musicians. Um, yeah, Cathy you know. introduced me to telecommunity arts, to civic theatre and people who are running those places. Uh, at the time I was already creating, as she said, smaller events uh, with Jack. Jack also was already present in this process, but Cathy uh, was the person who made this all possible. Uh, when it comes to like the bigger scale of mm-hmm. it, what Dance to Connect is now. Brilliant. And you and yeah. Jack had worked together yeah. already, was it? Yeah, we met each other about maybe six, seven years ago and uh, we we realised that our uh, creative direction is actually quite similar and yeah. that we do want to put on event that would make the scene in our cities grow when it comes to dance and sort of touch on many aspects of uh, street dance battles, uh, workshops and to be able to um, <clears throat> commission performances, theatre performances of hip-hop street shows. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So tell me a bit about Dance to Connect then. <clears throat> so <clears throat> it's a three-day festival is the, the main body and that's uh, in Civic Theatre. So on the Friday night there's a, a hip-hop theatre night or street dance theatre, whatever you want to call it. Um, then Saturday is battles um, and Sunday is workshops. And then in the week running up to the festival, there's a lab which runs for five days in Dance Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about bringing contemporary dancers together with street dancers to sort of learn from each other. Yeah. Uh, they work with a mentor, uh, usually an international mentor. So we bring somebody from the outside who hasn't met all these people and just you know that it, this year we had the mentor mentor uh five different artists who were going to perform at the theater night mm. um so that kind of is a bit shifting we haven't really worked out the the formula for that because it's not really uh, enough time i guess to kind of dig deep into into the practices of each of those artists how long do you have to to prepare for it um, well, each artist will prepare their own work, right. um, and we are getting people from Limerick, people from the UK. Um, they're coming from all over the place, so mm-hmm. they will work on their pieces wherever they are. And then they, they, some of them are only coming in on that Friday, on that Friday mm-hmm. morning. So we don't always get to see oh, right. the finished work yeah. before that night, which is exciting, but it's also nerve wracking. Nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, a lot of some of this work is uh, already established and been performed professionally, um, <clears throat> choreographed, and some of it is still a work in progress. It's mm-hmm. something that uh, people are looking to presenting on a bigger stage, but might not necessarily be polished yet. We just want to create a platform for people to be able to present that work and sort of reach the next stage of uh, whatever development they are on at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the first step? Like, if you're trying to do something like this, you have an idea, Mm. then what way do you kind of go about actually getting it done? Because it seems like a a huge production with so many different people involved and aspects to it. uh, Well, it it comes down to finances and it comes down to to partners Mm -hmm. and having the right people on board. And really, you know, we were so lucky to have somebody like Tony who immediately Mm. saw what Matt was doing and and knew that A, there was a gap 
in the market or a gap in the, the calendar for something like that. Yeah. And that it would appeal to a much wider audience than than your average contemporary dance festival, you know. So Tony was really instrumental in getting it off the ground. Um, so was Michael, Michael, as I said, you know, to have somebody who's just just recently in that position. That's Michael, the executive in director Civic, of Civic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, he was really on board as well. Um, and then we had an existing relationship, obviously, with, with Dance Ireland. So once you get a couple of people on board, it's it yeah. can really take off if the if the idea is yeah. kind of worth supporting. And um, we also have the support of the Arts Council then as well. Yeah. Uh, but it, it took a long time mm-hmm. and it took you a lot know, of planning, a lot of planning and a lot of uh, hard work. But I think, uh, you know, what we did have was the bones of something there already with the events that Matt had already mm. um, produced, you mm. know, and it was very easy to see from those um, from the documentation of those those events that it was a really kind of rich uh, ground for for something to to work, you know. Mm. And when when is this taking place? Dance when? Spin? Yeah. Uh, we that's a third edition this year we did, and each time was taking place uh, end of January, beginning of February. Um, yeah, that's been our time frame past three years. We are also considering uh, changing that to March next year, just to give it a little bit longer time to promote the festival yeah. to be able to build the audience for yeah. it. Tell me a bit about the other festivals, the smaller ones that you were saying that you. Oh, there were there weren't festivals as such. There were just one day events or two day events okay. when uh, <clears throat> either we focused more on the aspect of uh, dance battles and workshops or theater and battles. We tried like different different formats. Yeah. Uh, and then I suppose I just sort of extracted the the most beneficial elements and most exciting elements and just sort of put them together Mm -hmm. in a form of three days festival but um, one of the events I was organizing was in Drumcondra and Arts and Business Campus that place uh, was really supporting towards our work and uh, before uh, it all changed because at the moment this place looks completely different had this room um, that looked like a a church Mm -hmm. room and atmosphere in there was absolutely incredible. I think a couple of events that we run there, they were really crucial for uh, setting the yeah. the groundwork for what the Dance to Connect is mm. at the moment. Um, a lot of people from abroad, I think the um, UK and Belgium and Holland, there was, there was a lot of uh, external influences that helped the scene grow. Uh, by just simply those people arriving and showing and sharing their skills on a dance floor. Um, yeah. And I think it's important to kind of note that it hasn't happened before in Ireland, this kind of festival, and it's a really new scene. And I think without... Is that, that an advantage or a disadvantage, do you um, think? I think it's an advantage in the long run, you mm. know, be, to, to kind of get there first, in a, in a sense. Um, and I think the dance scene has changed hugely in the last sort of 10, 20 years. And there's a lot of a lot of contemporary companies bringing in dancers from different backgrounds. Yeah. And um, but to have that connection or to have somebody like Matt who really knows that scene, who, which has in a, in a sense always existed, but it's never been brought into a sort of contemporary arts context. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, to, to have somebody who not only knows the, the ground in Ireland, but then obviously internationally as well. Like, I couldn't do it on my own, you know, yeah. that kind of, in that sense. Because there's just, it's to have those connections and to have that mm-hmm. kind of foundation of, of, of that mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. is something that, yeah, not, not many people have in this country. Yeah. And tell me a bit about then each of your backgrounds and how you got involved in what you are doing now. Mm. Background in uh, <coughs> in conducting a, or an organizing festival. Yeah, so yeah. Just, as, like oh. and as a dancer too. Like okay, as a dancer. Uh, I mean, I've been break dancing since I was maybe twelve or thirteen years old, and uh, where I'm from, uh, there was nothing like that um, happening. Uh, there was no dance as such. Yeah. I just gathered a couple of friends, and uh, we decided to learn some very hard moves of VHS tapes. <laughs> um, yeah, knowledge was very limited. Mm. Um, but from what I remember already then, I had this really strong drive for putting people together and, and making this um, a social thing. So there was other people from local different towns that uh, that I knew of that they are breakdancing as well. Yeah. So what we did, we were just calling each other <coughs> up and on the weekend meeting up, <laughs> throwing the lino on the uh, on the concrete and taking out the boombox and yeah. uh, basically organizing battles between the cities. So <clears throat> I've been recently thinking about it and I think that's like a uh, very Completely like uh, the first seed of yeah. where I already thought this is cool to bring people together and make Learn those exchanges. And, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And that um, uh, grew in me. I moved to Ireland uh, in 2010, I want to say. Um, and I actually haven't danced here for about two years, but uh, yeah, it took me a while to, um, you know, just. Uh, established myself here yeah. before I wanted to go back to my passion and yeah after I did that uh, I slowly started to recognize who's doing what who's uh, who's doing breaking who's doing popping yeah. and, and and sort of building my image of the scene uh, in Ireland and um, yeah I started some training here I do I did I did some jazz classes, I did contemporary classes, uh, a little bit of hip hop, but mostly my own training. Um, meantime, traveling abroad and taking uh, classes, workshops and and summer camps uh, in, in different countries around mm-hmm. Europe. Um, getting to know people, I think that's how the network was also yeah. built and I was able then later on to invite those people to Ireland and and show it to to local community like to me it was always about this thing of like what i see and what i consider valuable and interesting that i wanted other people around me uh to to witness and Mm -hmm. to see so if i saw something that i I would consider a gem i was like i need to bring this to ireland so people can experience that Mm. too that was like the the main root of the year i think yeah it's the same with kind of any kind of art form it's like you can be in there in your own little bubble and exactly. not let anything else in, but if you mm. you can learn so much from collaborating and mm-hmm. other artists. And what about you, Jack? Um, I started dancing. I mean, I've been lucky enough to be in a household where there's been music my whole life. But I started like actually trying to you know take dance seriously when I was around 16. So I think that's like 2008. 
And I was more involved with what people would consider like more the commercial side of things. I went down that route. And my first contact to like big collective projects and events was working with one of my mentors, like Rob Rich. And he was based in Los Angeles and he would do events uh, like club nights and social events. And then he was also doing a project, a community project where he was trying to just give people from around the world that were coming to LA a chance to be seen in that environment. And then I think that just instilled in me, it kind of empowered me to think that I can do the same thing. So when I went back to Manchester after learning uh, these processes as a dancer, but also as like a community member, um, I started working with a girl uh, named Abby uh, Oliver in Manchester. And she was from one studio, I was from the other. And at this time there was this, separation between both yeah. of those and we decided to put on like a, a nightclub event for some of the the younger people in the community um to go to to you know let off some steam have a good time but also to just choreograph and share work but more than anything it was just became a melting pot you know like socially as matt was saying for people to kind of go there together to recognize each other and to just to take that first step and then once that started happening a bit more continually other people started making events and then other people started collaborating on different ideas and projects and then just seeing that work well became this whole other thing that I didn't even think would come out of dance, you know? It was quite a, a self-focused thing at first to do dance and to, to grow and get better yeah. at that and then all of a sudden realising that there's a way to start pulling all these people together. Um, that became really fun, you know? So. I just started trying to do that more. I started working with some friends uh, called uh, Luke and Karim, and we were working in Manchester on different events. Luke was trying to do more like live improv events. So yeah. people from contemporary and from the hip hop background would come and get challenged um, with props and live musicians. And then Karim for a long time was doing events in Huddersfield and Manchester for young people to do battles. And at the time, I'd met Matt um, and then kind of realised that our paths were going in a similar way. And then one day he was like, yo, do you want to try and, you know, put some of these individual events that we've worked on, let's try and put it together into a weekend and see if we can do it and if that's going to, you know, work and if that's going to help our communities. And, you know, we just did. Yeah. <laughs> and it... It's working, you know, that's the really exciting mm. part because you end up taking this risk of just what feels like an idea and potentially what feels like something you feel like might be missing in your community. Yeah. And then you make it and that's already like, okay, nice, we pulled it off. And But then you're also <laughs> looking around and you start noticing that people actually really enjoy this, you know, and there's yeah. potential there. And, and then getting to meet people like Kathy and people that can actually make such a difference in legitimising and helping fund and connect you with the right people is yeah it just creates so much more momentum in it so now it's it's a really exciting place to be yeah yeah okay um i guess i come from a much more traditional uh pathway yeah uh but so um i'm trained as a ballet contemporary um dancer Back that in even the in mid itself, 90s. the difference, <laughs> the difference in experience probably adds so much to the mm. team. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. yeah. it's all exactly. about yeah. different variety. And, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't approaches. just come across you there. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Yeah, but I think yeah, there's there's a huge difference in, in approach as well, and yeah, and that really complements you mm -hmm. know what mm -hmm. we do. Um, 
So, I guess in terms of the background of this, I was obviously dance artist in residence here. Yeah. Um, that was three times, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I was organising symposium uh, events or you know performances and and that kind of thing anyway. Um, working with Matt anyway, and then you know it happened very organically. I think the 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 festival so. Cathy mm. um, being a huge supporter of hip hop community in Ireland, and I think you were really excited about the possibilities that this yeah, culture if, has to bring. Yeah. Some despite like. I mean, like in terms of creativity, I think there's nothing, there's not, there's nothing else that excites me as much as watching those. The first time I saw those battles happen, the amount of skill I think involved in in hip hop is really underestimated yeah. um, and particularly by the contemporary arts mm-hmm. landscape um, and I think if I was born a little bit later I'd be <laughs> trying to get in there myself um, so I mean it would have been something I would have loved to do yeah. when I was training but it just wasn't available to me yeah. back then it certainly wasn't available in Ireland I trained in the UK but even in the UK at that time it, it was seen as something completely other and you know if you went down that road you were not a legitimate dancer you know so I'm so happy that I, I'm able to sort of bring these guys into the fold a yeah. little bit and, and um, I think it's it's also great to see in Dance Ireland you know all these different types of dancers coming into the professional um, world of dance and mm. and it's really important and mm. actually it's happened all over Europe 10 years yeah. ago it's only just starting to happen here now mm. you know so we're always a few steps behind everyone else <laughs> So yeah, that's episode two. Thanks a million to Kathy, Matt and Jack for coming on and speaking to me. Um, and sorry about the delay with the Franco B bonus episode. That will be going up at some stage in March. Um, and there'll also be another bonus episode at some stage during the month. Um, so yeah, like, share, subscribe, do all that nice stuff. And oh yeah, also if you want to get in contact, we have an email now. There you go. Um, artsinsidepod at gmail.com so yeah thanks a million for listening and I will speak to you again Arts Insight is recorded edited and produced by Jerry Horn of Contact Studio Contact Studio is a South Dublin County Arts Office initiative expecting three people so I was like oh my god yeah, who oh my god. I ask <laughs> next? Yeah, yeah. I've never done that before sorry if I was like <laughs> no you're oh, doing really well yeah, yeah.